Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of the morning show today. It's led by Kicks, Easy, and Nick. Clemente also makes some great contributions. There is a lot of discussion about Meme Land, Meme Coin coming out. Biggest story right now in the NFT market. Big pre sale coming today on Meme Coin. Also, talk about the low cap comeback of NFTs like Moonbirds, Doodles, Clonex, and Oni Force. Little bounce in the NFT market. Last but not least, there is discussion of the death of Friend Tech. Who could have seen this coming? Anyway, there's discussion on whether friend tech will ever come back anyway hope you enjoy the show kicks you're the host today kick things off man awesome great to be here uh first things first we're gonna care everybody easy how are you feeling about that solana price i've never felt better there's not ever been a day in my life where i have not felt as good as i feel today just purely off the speculation of the price it is the most majestic thing i've ever seen i've never seen something as beautiful as a 33 dollars solana price even when it was 260 dollars this feels like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I can't possibly see today being a bad day. I mean, I bought well, more yesterday on the show, bought more Bitcoin on the show. Yeah. I just keep accumulating. Oh, dude, it's, it's the accumulation zone. What could possibly go wrong? It literally cannot go down. Like, that's what they're telling me. The technical analysis is telling me there's no way this price ever retraces at all. This is probably the last time it'll ever be this low. Well, yeah, you know I what Googled they say it. In the, it said it's only famous, going up. In the famous words of Drake, uh, where was you when I was shooting in the dr uh, gym? I think Easy's really thinking about that, right? Because down when Solana was at eight bucks, he was shooting in the gym. You know, where was where was everybody at? He was on Twitter Spaces saying, "Buy that shit." Anyways, as the uh, leader of today's show, uh, we're going to be shortly going into the making of Nick's hat video, uh, which we're going to have Nick lead on. Uh, and then we're going to be discussing meme coins, highly anticipated pre-sale coming this evening. The low cap comeback fueled by mu uh, Moonbirds, Doodles, and CloneX. And if it's safe to call the death of front tech, what do you think? Hey Ooh, wow. This is a juicy uh, lineup. I think Kick should run the show more often. These are some really good topics. I know he came up with all of them himself. We yeah. don't rely on Clemente. Kicks had spent a long night. He lacked sleep and came up with these topics. He texted me at 3.14 a.m. and said, I got a fire show tomorrow. I was like, damn, so all right, man. Nick, is that a new jacket? Uh, this isn't a jacket. This is called a shirt, Clemente. Uh, it here, looks like a jacket. Wow, is that corduroy? It's a, ja it's a corduroy jacket shirt, you know? Oh, a shirt kit. It's a is I don't know what they call these things now. I mean, it feels like a shirt, you know, and it also has a little bit of a coat vibe to it. It's a little bit of a mix. I'm I'm getting into these things. I got two of them now. This is the second. Mm. I'm gonna be honest. These things are not cheap uh, mm. to get, but I, I think they have more durability than you know, mm. like a regular like just button up shirt. Someone mm. called it a shacket. Someone else called it a smock. I don't know what. Well, I don't even know where smock comes from associated with this. Uh, the thing I was going to say real quick, that 17 price entry point that I had mentioned the other, where I was like, this feels bottomish. I'm getting real pissed off about that right now because I could have just aped in like a hundred grand right there. And have you yeah, built you PO for bought, this? Yeah, you also could have bought 50 board apes at one ETH and sold them all for, you know, 120. We can play that game all day. You know, well, Over I'm still thinking of aping in another 50 grand right now. That's what in that's Solana? you won't do it. You won't do it. That's what I'm thinking about. You won't do it right now. Live on the show into Solana. <laughs> well, the the 
my bonds need to redeem here, but uh, the, the, uh, maybe, maybe they don't. I do have money. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely like longing a 50% breakout for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way over, way overbought on the Bollinger Bands, the RSI, and basically yeah. made every other major indicator. I, I mean, would absolutely just ape that. Yeah. It feels like a good, um, you know, Michael Saylor, PO's uh, sort of uh, priest, um, notorious top buyer. Yeah, he just says, "I'll keep buying the top. Eventually, it won't be the top." <laughs> you know, and that that's just kind of. It, will I be a little bit pissed off when it retraces 50%? Yeah. I mean, you'll hear me on this show being actually like, I'll be visibly distraught on the show about how I could have saved a bunch of money, you know, by just waiting, by having a little bit of patience. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, you saw your role a little bit, you know, I think, uh, you know, we don't we don't want to chase it. Uh, everyone's screaming. You know, this is a breakout nonstop bull run. I do think we still have some upside yet, right? But it's also dependent on on where we're gonna go. Easy would know more than me, but Solana's getting close to like the price at where it was at right before FTX. I think thirty five dollars. It flipped it officially over the FTX sell off, as of where we are at like thirty two eighty. No, but um, which, it, it spiked to thirty six seventy two, like the second before it dumped. Classic on trip. the Google news, but it traded yeah. in that range. It was like the Google announced cloud partnership at Breakpoint last year, and twenty four hours later, FTX collapsed. So, so like that was terrible it was timing. Yeah, it was trading between thirty and thirty three dollars basically for the gotcha. whole week. So we're right we're right back to those <laughs> pre FTX levels. The other thing that's more interesting though is volume and the size of buying has significantly outweighed basically the entirety of post collapse FTX volume here. So here's the thing that I, I'm I'm interested in potentially calling here. Uh, Kicks, who's saying, I don't want to buy into this 50% run up, but here's what I'm looking at. Maybe I can pull this up real quick on the screen for those that are on YouTube to see exactly what's taking place here. But the, uh, short, the short of it is uh, Bitcoin, the technicals, are actually looking real nice on the hourly. Check out this MACD curl there, mm. Kicks. Mm. That thing's about to pop, dude. And, 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 and so I'm it's just... a little outside the Bollinger Bands, though. You know, out. sometimes it goes outside the Bollinger Bands. And so what I'm saying is this thing gets that blast off, a little blasty blast. Mm. It'll pull back maybe a little bit, but... Uh, I was showing, uh, or I was looking at the, I think it was the weekly, when we look at uh, mm. the, the previous breakout, look at what this, look, like how, how this performed. If you were waiting for the pullback, uh, you never you got, got it. You, you never there got was it. no such thing as a pullback. Yeah, yeah so dude. Nick, oh. I do have a counter argument though. Pull up the DXY. Okay, we're pulling up the DXY. For those that are listening right now, uh, the DXY is a chart of the U.S. dollar index. It's pulling back a little, but... Uh, this, I'm worried about this. This I mean, one pull, seems... Is pulling back good or bad for crypto, easy? Pulling back uh, pulling would back be good. good for crypto because then crypto rises in the face of this. What concerns oh, me... it's going to go stronger? I think it goes higher, personally, here. Because if you look right there, we got a little EMA action. But yes, we're a breakout above that will push us to the top of the bands, which is like a 106, 107 area that I'd be looking for. So we're on this kind of cliffhanger edge, if you will, right now. That certainly has me a little bit worried. Um, 
where I want to kind of see what happens here first. And I don't mind missing a little bit more upside if the dollar rejects harder here. But this is the one I'm like very closely watching and the one that I'd rather wait to see some level of confirmation on it. Because if you even zoom out a little further, it's still making higher lows. On this recent break, it's certainly a, uh, a lower low on the most recent downtrend. But overall, this thing looks strong in comparison, especially on the most recent breakout. I mean, well, look I'll at- tell you what, after uh, Nick <laughs> showing me the hourly chart on Bitcoin, I'd probably 100x leverage long it here because it looks like it's going to go to 3,500 in the next 45 minutes. 3,500? Uh, yeah, 3,500. 35,000. 35,000. How many ever zeros um, it gets to be up? This DXY chart, to Easy's point, does look a little bit treacherous. Um, and so, uh, man, th this is, this is a difficult, uh, position here. <coughs> so honestly, I think you up that 50 K to hundred K and just dump it in right now. Just eight could possibly go wrong. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If he takes that 50 K goes the roll that 10 X is at 500 K size. Ro uh, you be sweating. roll bit's not sponsoring us here. Uh, kick so no, we don't use robot. We don't use robot. Shout out, talk about Bruno. Pick up uh, another stake.com. Um, DYDX. Well, here, uh, uh, pull, pull up the uh, monthly here. Uh, on the on the Bitcoin, I, I only trade on the monthly as I get older, I go up and I just trade on higher dude, and higher range. You've gotten so mature over the past year, I'm very proud of you. you. Uh, kicks, you're uh, I'm I mean, still on the three minute chart. I think baby <laughs> two may have been the the like uh, a motivating factor there. Yeah, I think I think it was. It, sl it slows things down and speeds things up. But you can see uh, the MACD. I don't even know uh, what that means. Uh, moving exactly. average convergence, divergence. No, MACD you said it green. slows things down and speeds things up, and that's what uh, I was talking about. I don't even know. Oh what yeah, that is. like no, literally, like this year has flown by, but then also it like it you know slows you down. Like my, I can't run, I can't sprint like I used to. I tried to sprint the other day, and my quad was flared up for a week. Um, the uh, but look at the top end of the Bollinger Bands right there, like just above 41. So I'd say that's like the local top right there. Pink, 40K. The top of that. Kicks is calling 40K here. So uh, yeah. he's saying mortgage your house, take out all of your money, and throw it in to uh, Bitcoin at this point in time. So, so here's the real question, right? We're looking at the monthly. You go back to that 2019, 2020, uh, like right before the big breakout right there, right? You mm -hmm. see how it, uh, if you look down at the MACD, it went from red and then we got a couple green and then we kind of just range there. So the question is, do we get this pattern again or is it just like history doesn't repeat itself? Uh -huh. We only have a sample size of two. This thing's just going to do whatever it wants to do. I'm going to go with yes. You're completely correct here. What what this would also I, I like a uh, replication of this. Maybe it pulls yeah. back. I mean, it went as high as 12,000, pulled back yes. as low as 3,000. So 75% retracement after that pump. And then it just blasty blasted off, you know? Exactly. So we could go to 40K. I'm not sure. I mean, because that, that was a COVID Slingshot. crash. I mean, maybe we get something like that again. But I could definitely see us going 40K and then back down to the yellow line which will be around like 30K and chopping there for 25. A Pull, 25, bring it back yeah. to 25. I'm down with, yeah. with the 25 opportunity. OG, yeah. a commenter, uh, doesn't like the way that this show is going right now. And I wanted to shout out to him. Go host your own show. Okay? Go host your own show. Send us the <laughs> this link. Is, this is a, and this we'll is a person that uh, was listening to Capo and, uh, and had shorts on the market. Uh, that's the energy I'm getting.
Well, no, this person was just watching. <laughs> He's a, or they're recalling the days when you guys brought out the bike pump and we're just pumping Ethereum's price for literally 20 minutes on air. I, it was well, a workout. It was a full, it was a full workout at that I'll moment. I'll give him credit. I'll give OG credit there. That is true. Though that was a lot more just organic energy, potentially desperation. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so that was a classic. And the Absolute and the views classic. are still down on that one from the the Pico top, which was like, was like we we were getting why why am I getting this feedback right now? Stop sharing your screen, uh, Clemente. I think it was kicks. I don't know what just happened there. There was some sort of feedback mechanism that messed things up. Let, let's let's dive let's dive in to the to the next uh, subject here, which is the making of the hat video, which is what people wanted to talk about. What what were you saying, Clemente? I was going to, no, this is great. This is great. I was going to say weather report, but let's talk about the hat. Uh, what, what, you know, what questions do you, do you have? You want to understand how to create a production? That how many slap, uh, slap chops did you purchase before the making of that hat, the hat video? Zero, but uh, P.O. and I both watched an extreme amount of OxyClean uh, infomercials with Billy Mays. And, and then we watched one of, not slap chop, but another one of that guy's, uh, like sort of uh, ads sponges. What, sorry, where is that feedback coming from? I have no idea where the hell that feedback is coming from. I think it's kicks. That's on me. We're good now. Uh, we had an issue with the weather report last week, and I tried to make some on-the-fly settings adjustments. Didn't work out. So we're just going to have to go with uh, the default settings here. Sorry All right. About that. Well, thanks for, thanks for fixing it. The... Last thing I was – look, there's not much to say about that hat video other than the fact that we sold 15,000 of those hats last night, which is pretty crazy at $50 with $90 shipping and handling. I think the wildest thing is when, when you texted me that, I was thrilled. And I said, that's awesome. Then you said you were fucking pissed off because your goal was 25000 I thought that was just an impressive <clears throat> sign of, of your leadership and vision. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we made more off that hat than we did off of Bodagos. Um, th there was some guy, I get, there were only two haters in response to the videos. One was saying, uh, one was saying these guys raise $700,000 with Bodagos and then sell this hat for this price. The, everything on that end screen is fake in case you're wondering what that, uh, Looks like, by the way, the total number of hats that are genuinely available is 50. So that, that's the total quantity that we have available. And we'll be selling those all at Breakpoint. So if you're at Breakpoint, uh, there will be one, one of the people who retweeted the tweet with the ad will be getting a free one of those hats. Um, but it may be 55 hats, actually. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> So, what the hell is going on with my desk? I, I While Nick's allergies. fixing his desk, uh, Kicks, we're going to throw it over to you for the weather report. Let's do the weather report. You, are ready. you got it. Let me know if this uh, music comes in bad and I'll just hit the back button. Here it is, Wednesday, the 25th of October. It's, it's, it, look, it's not, it's not the music. It's your, your, your yelling. Okay. You're just clipping the audio, basically. So, But you can keep the music on. Just I've, you don't need to elevate the voice that much. Yeah, yeah. Let's try it. 
welcome today, Wednesday, October 25th. The market volume coming in at $12.4 million, the highest reported volume since August 22nd. Floor coming in at 8. Open C 3.4. Over to the market leaders. Looking at the leaders, we have captains down 9% to 3.8. Suzuki down 2%. And the other leaders are holding quite steady. Other movers include Moonbirds up 5% to 1.9. The commenters want you to yell. Last two weeks. We also have Potatoes down 18%. Mebits down 12%. And Goblin Town up 22% to 0.2. Yay. Over the past 24 hours, <laughs> Meme Land announced that their Meme pre-sale will be happening on Thursday. Uh, morning, it's Hong Kong time, not Eastern time, you Western colonizers. That should be later this evening. Each pre-sale spot will be able to purchase $300 of Meme each. And there are 25,300 total pre-sale units available. Captains and Potatoes are both down on the news. That's unfortunate. And they were expecting to be able to purchase a higher amount. Lastly, there was a snapshot taken today at 11 p.m. Eastern for the fire sale. Although Memeland NFTs bought after the snapshot will still be eligible for the meme airdrop. So why did they snapshot? Not sure. Hytopia, formerly NFT Worlds, announced a $3 million raise led by Delphi Ventures. The capital will be used for Hytopia to continue to build out their gaming platform. You can just let it out. In their layer two blockchain, the Hytopia NFT collection holds a 2.25 ETH floor at a 10K floor collection size. Bitcoin had a volatile, volatile day as BlackRock's ETF was temporarily deleted from the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, known as the DTCC, before getting relisted in the same day. What the hell happened over there? BlackRock was also charged by the SEC for failing to disclose investments from 2015 to 2019 and had to pay a $2.5 million fine. After the dust settled, Bitcoin is still above 34000 up 20% in the last seven days. Last but not least, Moonbirds are the winner of the day as the collection saw a 27.5 ETH sale on a glitch and a 12 ETH sale on a gold Moonbird. And the collection went up to a 2 ETH floor before pulling back to 1 point ETH. In the last 30 days, our collectors' PFPs are up 50% as the lower caps continue to gain momentum. Back to you in the studio. Hey, thanks for that, Kicks. And thanks for bringing back the yelling because apparently the YouTube commenters want that. Um, quick, quick summary from the Daily Digest. <coughs> Maestro, a meme coin trading bot, was exploited for $500,000 and announced they'll refund the affected users in ETH. I always wonder where those refunds come from. Like, after you get exploited and drained, where does that money magically reappear from? Can Maestro we earns a fee off of trades on the platform. So yeah, they Maestro take makes a ton of fees. Okay. And it wasn't their funds affected. It was users' funds, right? So well, they just paid it out of their own pocket. If we make a mistake in our business, I'd like our VC uh, investors to refund us the money so that we could uh, get a get a second at bat. That would be a great opportunity. You can have that conversation. Blockchain-based game NFL rivals reached 3 million players and revealed they're averaging 20,000 new players per day due to their partnership with the NFL during the season. Holy cow. Holy shanike. Artist Rip Cash sold a four-ordinal collection power source. For five BTC. Uh, yeah, it makes sense to me because obviously this is from the artist, um, uh, that that famous guy. Wow. Well, thanks for that insight, so, Kicks. Previous, a Spirit Azuki sold for 115 ETH, highest Azuki sale since Elementals drop. Uh, I don't believe it. These things, some of these trades. Uh, they're showing up in Anon accounts out of nowhere after Azuki raised $40 million. I'm not saying, I'm not connecting the dots. I'm just saying that, like, 
the, draw loosely with a pencil, okay? A previously viral Web3 content creator, Elena, posted for the first time since early September and addressed her once controversial ordinal drop in her absence from Twitter. The summary is, uh, hey, I've been gone. I've been studying, doing schoolwork, and I'm back. Um, ben Arm, but I'm not going to be back in the same way that I was back before. So, but, but I am still back. Uh, like back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm on top. You all on me. Kind of like that line. Something like that. Ben Armstrong, previously known as BitBoy Crypto, went viral for uh, publicly announcing his divorce and new relationship with his mistress, who's also now the CEO of Bencoin, receiving over 3 million impressions on the tweet, tagging both his ex and his mistress in the tweet. Commenters, I, I would say unanimous, unanimously, uh, uh, there was one supporter of all the t the replies that I saw. Everyone else was like, "What the hell are you thinking? You're gonna." Who's the one supporter? I'm super curious now who the one supporter is. Also, have you ever seen that famous picture where the couple's having a divorce and they're dividing up their Beanie Babies collection? I'm expecting the same thing to go down, except for his shitcoin bag. It's like, well, I don't, yeah, you know, how much of the Ben token does she get? You know, how much of like, you know, Shibu Inu, like, you know lamb bukkake do you get you know like how, how does that go down in divorce court dude the, i think the whole situation there uh ben is not in his right mind he's making some wild life decisions at this moment um but i didn't know you could get that like methed out on pre-workout because i've done a lot of pre-workout back in my early 20s and like i mean i got the jitters but geez louise i wasn't <laughs> wasn't acting like that. i didn't, I I didn't, I didn't kills, torch right? my relationship and go go uh, hook up with the, you know, the younger, uh, what, what kind of diet pill do you think he's on? I cocaine. mean, <laughs> he's not giving me cocaine vibes. Uh, Definitely no. more diet, like heart attack vibes, more meth, meth and speed style, uh, vibe to, to him. But anyways, let's wait. Are we really discussing the meme coin presale? Is that what we're discussing? Like the biggest news over the last twenty four hours, we don't. You sure have to, you we, sure we shouldn't be discussing flooring protocol? For, I think we should. Uh, no, but the uh, meme coin situation. Yeah, let's discuss it. Po, you're I'm back. I'm pissed about it. I'm hey, pissed about the meme coin situation. I, hey, hold on one I'm sec. I'm pissed. I don't appreciate that we just put I'm our angry Nick. on the show before we. Can you take that off, Po? Like you can't. You're showing people the stuff before the grand reveal. What is going on here? Hey, hey, Nick, after we talk of uh, flooring protocol, can we talk uh, fixed in uh, income uh, bond yields? Mm. Uh, mm. I, I, like I'm about as interested in that, too. Yeah, let's talk about that. I, I'd be interested in, yeah, uh, annuities and annuity pricing is something that I'm per, uh, personally interested in um, and sort of. Uh, derivative structures that we can build to cross collateralize those assets. Um, I love it. Of yeah, like the correlation between, you know, cattle futures and the price of Midwestern homes, I think is also an interesting topic that not a lot of people cover on. I'm a big commodities guy. The uh, current interest rate on corn that's going on, there's been a lot of storms in the Midwest. So the yield right now is actually going to cause the futures to, uh, to run. And if people eat less of that, we may actually see a correlation to gastrointestinal issues going down. Mm, so long Pepsi? Yeah, I would go with that. Okay. <laughs> so, well, this sounds like I appreciate your commentary on these things um, because it was really insightful. Let's discuss 
meme coin presale. I'm Let's pissed about it, Nick. I'm mad. Why? What happened? Uh, the holders are supposed to get 69% of the token. This fire sale is only about 11%. It went from a much larger allocation you were supposed to be able to dump into it to only about 300 US dollars for it. So there's a lot of lot of a lot of trouble in paradise. The captain's floor price is back under four. Your boy's back underwater. I'm not happy about it. It's just not a good time. Uh, the things that we were told are just not the things that are happening. And now we're in a situation where my meme token allocation is just not going to give me generational wealth. I should have sold the damn thing at 9.98. I didn't. I'm still bag holding. I'm a proud meme land community member now who just yells in the Discord. Now. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand what the... So can someone give me like a, a simple TLDR? Log logistics? Yeah, TLDR. Of they came out with tokenomics. They said we're going to give a bunch of these tokens well, hold, in the fire sale to holders. I, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, understand one fundamental thing, which is a who gets the tokens because I signed up and I got three hundred or four hundred tokens. You got three hundred US dollars for three hundred thousand tokens. So I got three hundred dollars. You, you got to put three hundred bucks in. You are seeding the liquidity pool. By sorry, this is super confusing. So someone okay, let's break this down as simple as possible. The way I, tokens work, you buy into a pre-sale. So before the tokens go live. You say, here's my money to you. But that's right? not what happened. I signed up and it awarded me 300 tokens. You still have to pay for those. So you see like this dollar right here? Okay. I, I, yeah, you I, see this? You're going to throw it at meme land. All right. And then you're going to take a second one. No, okay. Dude, it it, let, let, let's let's actually then, give the audience some information. Um, so what you have to pay 300 bucks and then you get the tokens, right? So you pay them. You have the right to give $300 to pay for these tokens. And what did you get for owning a captain's? You get a variety of these tokens in MemeLand pre-sale. So you actually have multiple codes that you can give out or claim across wallets. That's the big thing. You have multiple codes that you can disperse or give to people. And then you also get an airdrop if you own a captain. So you also get free tokens on top of the ones that you can buy in the fire sale. Right now what's happening is the fire sale, not the airdrop. Do you know uh, how much, how, how many tokens you're going to get for owning a captain's and what the value of that is? We do not. Not right now. They Supposedly, it's still that 69% of tokenomics. 11% is going to the fire sale, but we don't have exact amounts. Clemente, you got your hand raised? Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing that's worth noting is that in an hour and a half, so 11 a.m. Eastern time, there's going to be a snapshot for captains and potatoes for this pre-sale. So they're actually going, and then the pre-sale is going to happen later this evening, Hong Kong morning time for Thursday. It'll be later tonight. And so you can expect a lot of price volatility with captains, even though they're already down 10% in the last 24 hours, because people were expecting to be able to pay more or get a larger allocation. But the team was like, dude, we're literally asking for less money and we're getting flooded. So that was part of the, the controversy how, around it. How much money are they raising as part of this whole $7.9 million. So, so this, is, this is quite an interesting structure because there's no other token that I've seen uh, talking technology, which has, uh, I, I haven't seen anybody like, remember SOS token? That was one of the pumps that we were using. I was looking at uh, the one of the pump clips that clip that we have is actually from SOS token. When we all just got airdrop money, that was 
what airdrops are done. Airdrops are gone. No one's seeding their own liquidity pools anymore. All meme tokens do a pre-sale to what they call KOLs, key opinion leaders. Fancy word for influencers. And they basically get them to give them a bunch of money up front, airdrop them a metric ton of tokens, seed the liquidity pool. And most of the time, they, they give them a vesting schedule, but it's always a terribly designed vesting schedule. So you're seeing a lot of liquidity stemming from pre-sales right now, which isn't, isn't terribly surprising to me. I mean, this is a ridiculous situation, um, and and I, I now understand why it's not bullish for them. Ugh. It's a little it, too confusing for me. I, I you know I like a I like a simple click simple claim layout. get coins. That's yeah. the best method. Yeah. yeah, I mean I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to raise money. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's also because they're most likely going to have to get listed on Binance and all this other stuff. So they're yeah. going to have to pay out of pocket for a lot of these tokens, which yeah. like you have to give them tokens to seed pools. They don't. A lot of these markets yeah. and market makers don't buy them. They just get them to seed their own books to drive volume up. But as a proud MemeLand community member now, former flipper, I'm not happy about the situation. I wanted to just make money, make cash, and uh, I bag held. So now, like I said, I'm just one of those people who goes in the Discord and just says when. The this why, why are you not happy about it, Easy? I mean, I, I get the $300, but do you like? I'm assuming there's also going to be maps playing into it. I'm assuming you're going to make money right off the gate off that $300 plus the airdrop. Or, or are you planning on selling your captains right after the snapshots taken? Because I don't think I'm going to get 10 ETH equivalent any longer of what this trade was, where I said I should have sold at 10. My entire plan here was buy at four and change, sell at 10. I fumbled the bag. And now I think I'm going to get closer to five. That's okay. Your Solana profits will more than offset that. Uh, yeah, fun fact about the meme land thing. They're doing an interesting growth hacking kind of strategy, right? Clemente, I think you're aware of this, right? Like where you sign up and you have all these different things you can do to get more points. Because uh, I thought I was getting attacked. You know, sometimes you tweet on Twitter and then like a bunch of people from like a shitcoin attack you. Because I saw all these people with these hearts in their uh, Twitter bio replying to me i'm like what's going on here and then i was like oh it says love meme coin it's part of their marketing strategy so i thought that was kind of cool there's a lot of people on the timeline uh with love meme coin in their twitter handle so some good growth hacking there gotta give gotta give props for that for sure nick i'm curious what you think about it so they've each of their accounts we have meme land meme coin and Ray, nine gag CEO's Twitter account have each gained 400,000 <laughs> followers each on Twitter. It's absurd. And you see people constantly tweeting about meme coin. I'm very curious of if, if you think how many of those are, are real people versus just straight up bots. Well, I think, well, I have no idea how many of them are bots. The thing that we've seen, we saw a similar thing with happened with Digi Daigaku and uh, Gabe Layden's account when they were dropping the dragons and the Super Bowl thing was coming up. And so there was a lot of action there. People in this space are absolutely ruthless with trying to collect $50 to uh, you know a couple hundred dollars. That They will do anything in order to get a couple hundred dollars, basically. And so uh, what that incentivizes a lot of different things. Um, but we see a lot of numbers where there's suddenly hundreds of thousands of people who are, quote, active in the space. I just don't know. I will say on the crypto side, though, it seems more reasonable um, that there could be like a million people participating right now. I don't know how many wallets there, like how many people are trading Bitcoin at the moment. But my guess is it's like in the millions in contrast to NFTs 
which are in the single-digit thousands. Um, maybe we're up to double-digit thousands right now, but generally, um, the, the coin side does tend to drive more demand. I think there will be a lot of people who do participate here, and there is, uh, you know, in theory, a play to be made. Um, I, I just don't know, like, where where do you get the price pump action on these sort of tokens? And with this sort of structure of a drop, it, it's like pretty complicated and they're raising money. And so like suddenly we're all, it, it's, well, there's a couple of things. One, you could view this as a positive catalyst in the fact that people have to pay money to get the tokens and the fact that they're not just going to immediately go to dump it. Um, whereas like someone who gets airdrop tokens you have a decision as to whether or not you want to just like have that money and, and go, go make a bunch um, at, at whatever, even if it's not at a high price. Whereas when you buy it yourself, you need at least that floor to exist. Um, I don't know what the release time is. Uh, you were saying KOLs. I had, we spoke with a company the other day who used that on there and I had to like Google KOLs. Uh, key opi opinion leader is essentially thought leader uh, replacement. Uh, it's like the international term for um, for influencer th th thought leaders. I, I would actually say, um, and some of those people tend to be influencers. But yeah, I, I lead thoughts. Uh, I tend to be a, a leader of thoughts. M many people follow me for uh, rap music, infomercials, other things like that. To you know be informed. And so that's, that is key. So I, I have a quick question for, for you easy. A, hey, what Clemente, do you can you respond to my text? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, easy. One first thing, what do you expect a uh, prediction wise, the, the market cap of meme coin to be after the, mm -hmm. the airdrop after the fire sales completed hundreds of millions or yeah. in the hundreds of millions. And then, and then what do you expect to do with captains after this airdrop? Like what's your play with that, given that you have over almost four ETH locked up in that? Yeah, I expect that to become like closer to one ETH and I'll still be stuck just holding it inevitably. At this point, my tax write-off is just going to be electric. I don't know, man. Yeah, you won't be paying taxes for years. Yeah, so if they're doing 7.9 on 11%, you could just pretend that's 10%, right? And then 10x it. So they're looking for an $80 million market cap. Yo, if you're nodding easy, it, it, it doesn't help the listeners. I just want to let you know right. that. Yes, I am anticipating that Kix's math is correct, and your boy's going to be underwater. I can't wait. I'm well, so excited. It's going to be an ex-dividend position with that. Who else gets airdrops? So it sounds like uh, KOLs and um, and uh, captains holders are the two people that are being airdropped here, yes. correct? Yes. Uh, potatoes, too. Okay, so potato... And and can those people immediately liquidate? Uh, I'd have to double check. That's something yeah, I'm they, not sure. They got a lot of locked positions. That's another thing I remember when I was like reading through um, their layout. Like I, a lot of the airdrop stuff is like locked up, um, which is like you know definitely smart from a short term, you know, price protection strategy. I guess. So let's dive into the the next subject, which is the low cap NFT comeback. There's a lot of juicy stuff here. Mm -hmm. uh, we were we were looking at uh, Moonbirds at one ETH essentially, um, and that felt like a potential opportunity. What are people's thoughts right now on this front? Well, actually, it's from one point two five up to two, but 
you know, Kicks, do you still own your Moonbird? 100%. Yeah. Wow. You held, you bought that at what, 25 grand? 30, 33, but I mean, who's really? $33,000. And now it's yeah. down at uh, 2,200. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, okay. So, I mean, that's like only a 99% loss, something like that, right? I mean, yeah, in, I, I'm not doing that top, math right. Top three, top four USDC loss up there with uh, PXN. Um, forgetting about well, one other. So, the real question so it looks like an 87% drop. Clemente, it looked like you wanted to say something, but the action that we're seeing is from Moonbirds, Doodles, Clonex, OniForce. With uh, Doodles actually showing the most upside, what's the price of Doodles at right now, Clemente? 1.4, last time I checked. <clears throat> I mean, this is interesting. Like 1.6. They're at 1.6. So, wow. So, so here's some interesting action. I think that that side of the market is potentially the the, the best place to be operating right now. How did Bored Apes, uh, like, did they pump uh, similarly or are they sort of flat? It was like a three and a half percent move when they got added to flowing protocol. Now basically back down to where they were. I think I agree. I think the mid cap target area is what becomes most interesting. I look at something like an Oni Force, which is not yet listed, seeing some positive price action. Obviously, Moonbirds, Doodles, Clonex, all getting some really solid price action in the 25, 30 percent range. Um, so I think that's interesting to me. And then, of course, things that are under 0.2 is where I'm like really targeting. Is that like one to one five and 0.2 area? So real quick, just to clarify, easy part of the reason why this was a why these are pumping right now is because flooring protocol bought a bunch of them to seed their their platform I essentially. Think so. But yeah, they but the thing that I don't understand is they swept a, a certain amount and the pump has continued since then, which is what yeah. I don't understand. What, what do you and mean? Moonbirds you weren't listed as bought by flooring protocol so, yet. So. I, I, what's confusing about that when when floors get swept, the price has a moment of continuation, like for at least where where other people try and uh, ape into that pump, like that. I feel like that's a pretty common thing, and those are the people that get wrecked. And then they they call us up and they say, "Yo, why were you hosting a space thing that Cool Cats was acquired by Board Ape when it wasn't? I just got wrecked on that trade." Like that's kind of Cool Cats got acquired, and then they got acquired, but the price went down. So, <laughs> yep. yep. So, what, what, like, what do you, what, Clemente? It, do, do you think, like, it, it, do you think it is strange that the price is actually going up? What I don't know, my guess, and this is very elementary, is possibly that people, when when Doodles, for example, gets added to uh, the flooring protocol platform, people then go buy Doodles to put it into the platform to buy. I think it's to farm that protocol token. It's an arbitrage opportunity too. Is the bigger thing, like. What happens a lot of the time with that is there's an opportunity where the math is not mathing, if you will, where you can actually make money on the floor price on flooring protocol versus the floor price on Blur or OpenSea. And that's where you end up getting a lot of that arbitrage opportunity where people are looking to identify where can I make some cash on this. And that's what you actually saw like Cirrus did. He ended up diving in and making, I think it was like four ETH on a board eight that he was just going back and forth flooring and buying and exiting and entering. And that sounds like an efficient market. No, this this reminds me of Blur and the same nonsense that happened there. Where Remember every this time, because there's a new token you can find. Yeah, no, I get that. This this so you got. Don't flood this, dude. Okay, this is different technology. Okay, we put a U before the ticker symbol, and you can buy up and sell into the actual tokens, and anybody can get in now without having to buy 
a call option, right? You can just buy a token. Tell your buddy, hey, you want a board aid? Buy a token. Okay, you understand that? Did you did you go and read the 800 page uh, PhD thesis on how this math adds up and that you're going to end up making a fortune kicks? Ran it right through Chat GPT. Gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> interesting. So yeah, the. Uh, this whole space, I mean, it is interesting to see the meme land side of things corresponding with the flooring protocol and uh, all of these being just, uh, I tend to take a more aggressive position on this and them all being just an absolute joke. Um, it, it, like there is money to be made, but there's money to be made. Like you could go clean sewage if you wanted, like why not do that? And you'd probably make more money actually having a real job, you know, pumping, uh, what do you call those? Uh, <laughs> but Nick, cleaning potty. shit is not as much fun as trading shit coins. Like, yes, semantics, but like, there's still both a good time. I mean, if there's one thing that I'm interested in trading here, it would probably be Pepe, to be completely honest. Like, um, the, the, the question that I have is, do we expect a little bit of a pullback here after this pump? And I like Kix's earlier uh, technical analysis where we were uh, correlating it back to, when was that, 2019, Kix? When yeah. we saw Bitcoin go up and then it came back uh, as Top much. the B-bands, back to the middle. Yeah, so it came back at least 50%. I am interested in uh, that 50% retrace. I hope that it's a repeat of that situation because that gives you another opportunity to, to buy in here. But yeah, like... <sighs> It, there's there's a, a, a multiple cohorts of traders within the NFT space, within the, the shitcoin space, within the crypto space. And it's difficult trying to make something that uh, accounts holistically for all those people, like content that accounts for all of them, which is why I end up making an infomercial about a hat, right? Is because the... Like, let's break down some of those sub-segments. There's 10 people that are farming on Blur and Flooring Protocol. So that's 10 people that are accounting for 90% of volume in the NFT market, but it's not real volume. Like, they're just trading amongst each other to come up with a new form of financial, uh, like, calculus, which they can go and uh, argue the thesis of so that more people ape into it and try and make money. So those are the people that are doing financial calculus off of NFTs, which is a ludicrous position to be in, primarily when it has to do with like PFP images and the, like the, the PFP projects doing derivative financials, like financial calculus just doesn't make sense in my mind. Then we move up the chain to people who are just aping into meme coins. I'm very interested in that category because it's very simple. So, like there's nothing to do. It's like, is there a community? Do I like the vibes? Yeah, I like do this thing. Do they post memes? Yeah, memes. Like, K Money posted a tweet like that, where which was like his thesis on uh, meme coins, and it was super basic. Uh, I, essentially, I like the vibes. I like that approach, and you're there for the, the community and to make the price go pump. And, and that, that's way simpler. And well, you like the vibes a lot more if you get really rich off them, right? So, yes. So, those are the people that are looking for 100x returns. And uh, be, because it'll be life changing for anyone that makes 100x returns. And then you have like the rich, rich, basically, or the people who are at least have, you know, 
over half, uh, over a million dollars at, at least that they're sitting there and they're like, look, if I get a four X on a million bucks, that's, that's, I'm, I now have $4 million. That's a huge win. So they don't need to go play the meme coin thing. Or if they do, they'll put a small amount. They'll, they'll have a, a diversified portfolio with a small amount and they don't need to go and monitor it on the daily to figure out what's going on. So these moves like doodles and everything else to me is more validation for that category that, hey, when this market does turn around, there's going to be demand operating within this space. And so I'm, I'm wondering, what is that uh, B tier portfolio that, that we're interested in? Because I know on the A tier, or a lot of people say S tier, I guess, would be the crypto punk. Crypto punks to me is S tier. I think you have, um, what does that even stand for in that? Superior. 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 Okay. And then it's just graded A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, I like, I see crypto punks. I see chromie squiggles. I see fidenzas. I see other things like that at that level. So then what, what comes down in this maybe like B tier where you're looking at like doodles and, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. The I just mean, point. Price point I, yeah, I just like, mean like that one and 1.3 area, I think is like a golden pocket, if you will, of potential moves. I mean, dude, I like your crypto personally. I look at that thing and I'm like, damn, Nick still holds one of those. That feels good underneath. And I'm like, because if anything can move, like that's technically art. It's Gremlin, and people love that. It's got like a cult community. It's like it fits the meme coin style of like an NFT project. That one's really interesting to me. I, I think Oni Force is still really interesting, of course, because like they haven't got an announcement. Buyout have no major news so far. That's in that sub one area. No, they do. They did have a buyout. That's, that's what I said. But no news post buyout. They had the buyout, and now it's like, what are they going to to iterate it, on? You know, the, the reality is it's quite difficult after that point. And I had a call with a project owner yesterday. I'm not going to name them, but yeah. I have mentioned them on the show in the past two shows. Uh, Soft and, ducks. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to say. Um, the And I was chatting with them because I wanted to do a short interview, essentially, to discuss what was going on and document the progress that they were making. And essentially, the guy was like, I, I mentioned, I was like, hey, NFT holders like seeing updates and things like that. And the guy was like, to be honest, we don't really care about that. We're just focused on executing and building, uh, b building this thing that we're about to deliver. And I was like, damn. And part of me was like, respect. I respect this. This is, this is as good as it gets. It, like, he's telling the holders, shut your damn mouth and just wait. Okay? And uh, you guys go create the narrative. There was someone that came as a comment that was like, first you guys go, so, something about the Bodagos associated with um, the, the hat and, and was hating on it. And he was like, so what are you doing to make the floor price go up? And I, was, and I suddenly realized, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not my job. That's your job. Like, well, think about, about the portal. You posted about the portal. Like, oh. the through for the portal. And you were like, you have the power to make the portal go up. I yeah. love that answer. I love that I answer. I think he was trolling too. But, uh, but legitimately, as I think about it, I think that actually is the truth because what happened with like D-Gods, for example, it literally is the community that's going in and buying these things and making the price go up. So it's not what are developers doing, it's what are the holders doing to show their support and their conviction in the project. And that is an obligation of you all 
without us doing anything, basically, because that's what, you know, uh, D gods and a lot of these other projects were doing was basically nothing. And they were making a lot of content, which is what we're doing. And so it's on you holders to make the price go up. That's like, the, that's ultimately the obligation. That, yeah. You're empowering the people. You need to give them something to be excited about or to be looking for. There needs to be that journey where like there's that overarching goal uh, and how they can. Remember MeBits and the narrative that the community created around that, that forced the floor price to eventually see some, some accumulation and appreciation. That was solely a result of narratives created within the community. So if you yeah, want to say, say that they were going to be like Mars, like VR activated kind of clone suits or something like that. Uh, That's why they went to Well, I remember there being a narrative that Mebits were going to create a metaverse, which was a yeah. bunch well, of... Well, it looks like they're getting a little mini one on the other side. But Nick, I wanted to push back just a little bit on where you were comparing uh, shit coins to like the low cap NFTs. And you were basically saying like, oh, that, that's why I put some money in the B tier. If you look at the, the shit, like shit coins, like what's pumping? It's Pepe pumping, not Doge, right? It's Bitcoin, Obama, Shinu Inu, Sonic pumping, not Shibu Inu. You know what I mean? So it's the new shit coins of this cycle that are seeing the mm. outsized move in the interest and in activity. So my point being, I agree with you in terms of that range that you're looking at. But I think on the NFT side, it's going to be the new projects of the new cycle that get the outsize gains and people that are sitting with a basket of doodles and moonbirds and clone X's, yada, yada, yada. They may get some of a zippy, zippy up, but they ain't going to get that old baby. Mm, and you're looking for that old baby. I'm looking for that old baby where you feel deep down in your plums. You feel you, that tension in the air. It's getting all hot and sweaty. You want uh, to get that chaos. pocket. So uh, I will say there, there's a very, very quick thing. I just want to tie the knot on the Moonbirds conversation. I think part of my thesis with these B-tier collections that are down 95% is that there's basically the people that are left right now. And, and Kicks, I want to throw to you, is that these people were fine holding it to zero, basically. So, Right. And I think as if there is a price appreciation, there's people that are down like kicks so much that they're like, dude, one ETH versus two ETH. I'm just going to hold this thing in case it makes a comeback like kicks with Moonbirds at two ETH. Are you considering selling that right now? Or what's your game plan with that if it hypothetically pumps again? Yeah. Like, uh, well, first of all, I'm not like fine losing the money. I could use that $33,000. <laughs> you know, I got to put that into some crypto or get a buy, buy some real life thing with that. But, you know, you got to take your losses on the chin, right? And I have a decent chin. I've taken some punches in my life. So, um, yeah, down at 2 ETH, I'm looking at it like, hey, that's either a hell of a tax loss harvest um, or, as you said, it's going to rebound up. But, yeah, 100%. Like, it's down. I, I bought it at 24 ETH. It's down at 2 ETH. I don't give a shit if it's at 1 ETH. I'm not going to sell if it is at, if it's at 3 ETH. I'm not going to sell it if it's at 4 ETH. I don't you know, it's, maybe I sell there, you know, 10 ETH. Okay. Okay, buddy. So, maybe so I sell it there. But it we'll sounds see. like you have a clear plan, uh, Kick. So that that's that's uh, informative. I also Bunny, have to talk to my accountant because I think we tried to do some accounting things with the Manbird. So I'll have to talk to him about that. Bunny, you got your hand raised. Yeah, the more you guys are talking, the more it makes me want to buy Mog, right? Because Mog's mm. just about wearing pit vipers, right? Ripping a heater. And just sitting back and watching the chart go up. And that's what you guys are kind of... I feel like you guys are shilling mogs to me. 
I'm, hey, uh, uh, Bunny, I know you're close with the Maw guys probably. So you said Pit Vipers or whatever. You know, you guys should really make the face of Mog Kenny fucking Powers. Uh, my, my question is, how much Mog do you own, Bunny? I don't own any Mog. I had to sell my Mog when Easy lost. I bet all, all I bet the house on Easy versus Thread Guy. So I sold my Mog pre-pump uh, to pay out the bets I lost on Easy. Easy What's came that? out confident. You see where I where Thread Guy ranked you yesterday? Yeah, I've texted him and I said that was disrespectful. And he said, yeah. He, he said, where was he, he ranked? He was ranked four, four. in the. Behind in, Frank D. Gods, which is just disrespectful, and, and Sonny Mans, and then himself. So, yeah, he ranked himself as number one. He put Easy as number four. And I think, to be fair, it was because it was based on what's been shown so far. And from that standpoint, Easy, maybe this is like, this is an opportunity for you, you know. You've taken it seriously. I saw you tweet that you haven't drank in three months, that you're at the gym, you're eating I'm healthy. I'm 17 pounds. Dude, I mean, keep the training going. What's your target? How many pounds are you trying to be down? 30. 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that that ends up being a key factor. Your agility is going to increase significantly by reducing uh, 30 pounds. In fact, I like well, to Nick, put- it was that His agility was at zero, so it could only go up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. I, well, I, it was. Uh, were, did you work out before you played that game? Was there some? some I was only playing basketball like twice a week. No. Now, no. now I'm riding a bike ten miles a day. I'm eating fifteen to eighteen hundred calories, counting every single one, tracking my macros. No processed carbs. No sugar. Uh, well, fruit is sugar, so no artificial sugar, no sweets. And I got the worst sweet tooth in the world, so that's been the hardest part for me. We're eating sugar-free barbecue sauce with stuff that's mm. 10 calories. I'm weighing out my tablespoons of it. I'm going all in. Like, this has been a ton. 64 ounces of water a day, eight hours of sleep. Like I said, we're, we're on a routine here. We're on a routine. It's been seven weeks, almost eight weeks, since I've even had a drop of alcohol. But Well, easy. Parasites and also tumor cells uh, – you eat off of sugar. That's how they like metabolize. So by cutting that out, you're pretty much probably parasite and tumor free. So you can add that on Huge. your. Uh, so, congratulations on that, Easy. The I wanted to hit one more subject before we wrap here. Is it safe to call the death of Frentech? Yesterday, Frentech recorded 9.2 million in trading volume. Well, then it's not dead inherently. Uh, I believe that's more than the NFT market. Well, yeah, keep going. Seven point eight million of that was people selling their keys. Holy shit! Oh my god, people just dumping, pulling out. Has the music finally stopped for Frentech? Do you think the founder and team continues to build the product from here? No. Well, we all. I already said that they were going to rug. By the way, so like we, I called that a while ago. Is this the they're biggest not fucking rug? What's that? They're not going to fucking rug, man. What are you talking about? Of course they are. They're an anonymous team. They're just going to disappear with the money that they made. This isn't their like, first project. They're like pretty well-known in the space. They got it invested in by Paradigm. They're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. keep building this thing. Azuki's well-known also, but what the hell have they done? No comment. Um, so the uh, – but but no, like I, here's the thing with, with the whole front tech thing. Okay, so this is, this is just 3-3 three, three unwinding. Right. Which is when people say three, three. Right. It's like a Nash equilibrium thing. It means like if I buy and you buy, 
we both make money, right? These people never saw the old fork situation, which is where 3-3 came from, which is Prisoner's Dilemma. As soon as the first person gets out, you just want to be the first person to defect. If you're the only one who defects, you win. We just saw Vombatis sell 815 ETH of his own keys. The largest 3-3 participant get the hell out. $1.5 million in his pocket. He's gone. So now everyone's like, shit. I'm not going to be the last one holding the bag, which is the same thing Ohm was known for, where if you buy Ohm, I buy Ohm. I match your buy, you match my buy. Shit, you sold Ohm. I'm now way overexposed, and this 100,000% APY is only giving me 3%. I'm better off getting a savings account. Thanks for that, Kix. Uh, no <laughs> so, um, was there something you wanted to add, add there? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, uh, I, I agree with Easy. Like This is just the 3-3 three, three, you know, kind of... Ponzi unwinding, but I think that the underlying friend tech, like their app continues to improve. Like they did a big UI update like a week or two ago. It, it, it looks really good. They have a ton of money in their war chest right now for them to continue to innovate with social fi stuff. The problem with a lot of people in the market is that they, they react on, on, they react to the trends, meaning like they're freaking out in, in selling right now at the bottom right? And they weren't buying at the previous bottom and they were probably buying at the previous top, right? Like most people's minds are inverted. So when we see this sell-off, we're like, oh, Frentech's dead. It's probably where the smart people wait for it to flush out and then like come back in and continue to experiment it with. So I certainly don't think Frentech's dead. I certainly don't think the team is going anywhere. Um, but this just goes back to when did French, uh, Frentech uh, launch? I keep saying French tech, which would be a cool app mid, as well. Mid-August. Mid-August. Is that three months ago? Yeah, that's three months ago. Basically, in, in NFTs and crypto, it's very hard to be in the spotlight for more than three months, right? So a lot of these things, like after a couple of months, they're just going to get out. It's all an attention economy. So French tech's out of the attention economy. Things are bottoming out. Still play around with it. Wait, wait for some interesting stuff to happen. If they're a good team, which they seem to be, they're going to launch new features or new things and they'll probably be back on top again but does anyone care about the features literally at all no or do they just care about making money which is what yeah, that's, that's what i was thinking about right like everyone's moving now to new bitcoin city which is literally the same thing except on bitcoin because there's a higher probability of making money there so i i think racer is in a pretty difficult position because he most likely is he might never hit that level of usage on the platform ever again but here's the and thing he that, that you got to put in his court, Clemente. He it, he invented this entire vertical, that uh, social arena and B Bitcoin City or whatever. None of those things would have existed if Frontech didn't come out, because all of those other people are copycats. Facebook so wouldn't exist. Bet on the, do you want to bet on the copycat, or do you want to bet on the guy that created the vertical? Well, I'd you know? I'd rather bet on the copycat because Facebook uh, beat out Friendster and MySpace, so I'd but actually rather by the CIA though. Like if you're funded by the CIA, you're okay. probably not going to. I don't think that was the the motivating factor of their success. Maybe we'll see. Well, the CIA has had a bunch of mistakes as well. I don't know if you know about a lot of the those historical errors that they've made. They did that thing with those goats. <laughs> don't forget. Well, that's it for today's episode. Appreciate everyone joining. Always enjoy having kicks on the show. See you tomorrow.